This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Now, we're going to be doing the same as we play a little fact or fiction here on the Daily Tip. Is it fact? Just a fact, Jack! Or fiction? 5000 dollars the government will pay for you to go back to school. Michael, oh, if you didn't that know right? that, yes, that's one of the things wow. that he used to used to pimp all the well, time. Well, guys, it's been a good run for this guy. Money. Headed back to school. Free I'm going money. to Maryland. Jinx, Maybe I'll run into his daughter again. every bit of school. Jake, don't you have like a master's or something? <laughs> I do. Yeah. So. Yeah, get I, out I'm of here. Go, you don't have a PhD back. yet, though. I, I don't. That's right. I can still get oh. my PhD. Oh. And I'm going to do it using free money. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be perfect. All right. Here we go. <laughs> NFL factor fiction <laughs> number one. ESPN did an analytical breakdown of the top receivers in the NFL and tried to determine which one they thought would have a chance of breaking 2,000 yards and passing Calvin Johnson's single-season record of 1,964 that he set in 2012. ESPN came up with nine receivers that they say have a statistical chance to break the record. Now, I'm not going to ask you who is going to break the record. I'm asking if, if anyone will break the record jinx i'll start with you it's 117 yards a game in a 17 game season a wide receiver factor fiction will go for 2,000 yards in 2023 i'm going to say fiction i'm not buying it just yet i wanna i wanna buy into the whole tyreek hill hype because he says he's going to do it he's motivated and then he talked about not knowing the playbook last year which is just unbelievable to me that you can be that talented in the NFL and just run around and be like, throw me the ball. I'll do the rest. And now he says he knows the playbook. So if Tua stays upright, then maybe Tyreek Hill can do it. I think he's probably the only guy, but also Tua staying upright, as we know, is probably the biggest if I think when it comes to the Dolphins and certainly in the quarterback position in the NFL. So I'm going to say fiction. I say that Megatron's record stands. I'll go fiction as well, just because if Cooper Cup couldn't do it the year that he was unstoppable, and he came close, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. What do he have? Yeah, 1,947 yards. So he came very close. But Cooper Cup had a lion's share of the targets. He was targeted mm-hmm. 191 times. 
had 145 uh, receptions on the season. Last year, Justin Jefferson was pretty close at 1,800, but only had 128 receptions. If you do the middle school math, 2,000 divided by 17 is 117 yards per game that you got to post each and every week. And that means you can't be missing games either. Mm. So I feel like this is kind of unattainable. The fact that Calvin Johnson did this in, what, a 16-game schedule is absolutely crazy. I don't think anybody gets this. Maybe somebody comes close, but if Cooper Cup can't do it, it's going to be a tough road. I think I might go fact. Oh, okay. I think the extra, I think with the extra game, okay. I think that there's going to be somebody that eventually breaks 2,000, and why not this year? I mean, it's the extra game. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's fair. I mean, it could happen. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go fact. I think it, I think somebody's going to pull it off this year. All right, fact or fiction number two. Last season, we saw the entire NFC South finish below 500. It's not the first time we've seen that. The NFC East a yeah. couple of years ago when the Commanders won the division. I think they were, what, 7-9, and 6-10, and 10, whatever it was. Something awful. Okay, Tampa Bay won with an 8-9 record. The Saints, Panthers, and Falcons all finished just behind at 7-10. and 10. So each of those four teams will have a different starting quarterback than who was their main starter in 2022. So it's not like they're necessarily getting better. So will any of the NFC South teams finish above 500 this year? Chelsea, I'll ask you, fact or fiction, the NFC South winner will finish with at least nine wins. I'll go fact. I think either the Saints or the Falcons could win nine games this year. I would lean towards the Saints because also they play the easiest schedule in the entire NFL this season. So a lot of this hinges on what we expect of the Saints offense with Derek Carr leading the charge. But like somebody's got to be winning these games. And they also get the luxury of playing the NFC South. That means two games against the Tampa Bay Bucks, who uh, aren't that far behind the Arizona Cardinals in like the worst team in the NFL rankings. Uh, also get to play the Panthers. Their offensive line is terrible. And it depends on what you think of the Falcons. Like maybe the Falcons surprise some people. Maybe they're the team that wins nine games. But I do think somebody in the NFC South has a good shot of having a winning record this season. Yeah, I'm going to go Saints as well. Fact, I'm bullish on the Saints. Now, I don't think they're going to blow up the NFL and surprise us all, but Derek Carr is such a massive upgrade at quarterback. And you think about the weapons around him. I mean, Michael Thomas hasn't been healthy in a long time, but if he's above average, which he should be, and then Alvin Kamara, and you take a look at Chris Olave, he has a lot of weapons to throw to. And also Dennis Allen is a defensive head coach. So, They already have their guy in Derek Carr, and very quietly, by the way, John Gruden is working as an assistant down with the Saints, and he is known for, say what you want to about him personally, but from a football perspective, he is known for working with quarterbacks. He's working with Derek Carr in that offense, and then Dennis Allen, again, is a defensive guru in a weak division. Yeah, I like the Saints. Yeah, I think I think the Saints are the play here as well. I think it is going to be a fact that somebody will finish above 500 because you look, now Kamara's suspended, Yes, at the beginning of the year, he is. but their schedule relatively light to start things out. Their schedule actually looking at it relatively light from week one to week yeah. 17. I mean, honestly, <laughs> looking over their schedule, who's the hardest game? Is it is it Jacksonville at home? Is that their hardest game that's on their schedule? I mean, they don't have anybody that you look up and down this and go, oh, that's going to be a real. T-. I mean, yeah. opening up with Tennessee is going to be tough. Tennessee will be tough. But, but overall, other than that. 
there isn't a really, really tough game on their schedule. So, yeah, they might win 11 games this year, which would be amazing. Week 13, they play UConn. They got an easy <laughs> schedule this year. I'll play anybody. If that's their worst, if that's their worst matchup, Jacksonville in I'm New Orleans, wow. Well, here, let's, I mean, we'll, we'll, we got a couple seconds here before break. Let's, let me pop it up here real quick. Yeah. Tennessee at Carolina. At Green Bay, that might be a little tough, depending yeah. on what Jordan loves like. But Tampa Bay at home, at New England, at Houston, versus Jacksonville, okay. at Indy, home to Chicago, at Minnesota, at Atlanta. Wow. Versus Detroit, versus Carolina, versus the Giants, so three straight home games. And then at the Rams, at the Bucks. And home against the Falcons. That's a cakewalk. Oh, my God. That is unbelievably wow. easy. Yeah, like I said, it's the number one easiest schedule in the entire NFL, like according to the rankings. And you just read it and it checks out. Like I'll say they get the luxury of playing Green Bay earlier in the year because it sucks going on the road to Green Bay, but at least they're not playing in Green Bay in January or like December. So like that seems like an easier one. Like what do we think their hardest game is against the Jags? And what is that, twice? Yeah. No, they've only played the Jags once. So, yeah, it's it's either Jacksonville, Green Bay. I mean, maybe Detroit, if you think Detroit's going to be good. They play nobody. Nobody. It's amazing. Wow. I mean, there are weak schedules, and then there's that schedule. Right, and it matters. And But we've seen stranger things in the NFL before where teams lose to teams yeah. that they shouldn't be losing to. So the Saints still have to do their part and actually put a good product on the football field. So we'll see, but all the stars are aligning for the New Orleans Saints this season in the NFC South. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.